Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. And hello, everyone, and welcome back to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again, both for our radio audience here in Mississippi at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com. We're glad that you all could be with us. Also, tuning in to our online affiliates around the world. We're glad that you all could join us as well. Well, whether you guys are into travel or aspire to travel, I think our next guest will definitely be one that truly does inspire you, but also makes you laugh and think a little bit. We're excited to welcome Andrea Jofuso to our program. She's the author the book called My Modena, A Year of Fear, Laughter, and Exhilaration in Italy. We're going to talk to Andrew not only about the writing of the book, but also what it's been like for her to share her experiences with the world and to see the way the people are responding to them. Andrea, thank you so much for the time today. Really appreciate it. It is so fun to be here. And hello, Mississippi. Well, look, we're glad to have you with us. We had a great conversation on Amazon uh, Live, and I'm excited to now share it with our radio audience. You know, Andrea, I will say this. As as I was prepping for this segment with you um, for the radio side, what I thought about was about experiences, and and that word keeps coming up as I think about this book, but also your, your journey as well. What has the experience been like for you to have made this trip, to experience what you did, and now to share it with all of us? Well, any, I, I am thrilled to have been able to capture what it was like to be in a strange place and not knowing what the rules were. So that was super scary at the time, which is why the name of the book is A Year of Fear. Um, laughter was that I would do something stupid and then I would laugh about it to myself and then I would share it with my friends, which I turned into a blog. Um, and then I turned the blog into a book. And the exhilaration was, wow, I get to share this with people. And I get to have the opportunity to just be myself, which, you know, is always tricky. Um, everyone, you're always feeling like, well, what kind of what kind of person should I show up as, right? You need to have this veneer. I had no veneer. I had no idea what I was doing, and I found it very funny that I was always doing something wrong. And then exhilaration, when my publisher said, I want to be the one to publish your book, um, Michael Janay, Journey Institute Press, amazing. That is pure exhilaration. And then being able to share it with people. And honestly, there is so much going on right now that is not funny. I appreciate having somebody make me laugh and have um, just take me away. That's what books do. Books take you away to different, they can be different times, you know, in history or, um, or different places but it's always about human-to-human connection and sharing that this is who I really am and how that is exhilarating to say, you know what, that's just who I am, and I hope it makes you laugh. Andrea, you said something that I want to go back to because I think not everyone is there, and that is to be able to laugh at themselves and to be okay with not having all the answers, with being okay with not doing everything right. How did you get there? Because that, as I think, is a place – even though people may aspire to travel to Italy, I think getting comfortable with oneself is a bigger journey. So how did you get to that place? 
Um, that's really interesting because while I was there, I was completely out of my element. And so whatever I did, I was never comfortable. I, I described it as like a Rubik's Cube where I would line up. I felt like, okay, I lined up all the tiles on one side and I've got this. And then, then the next thing I did, I did something wrong. Um, but forcing myself to just step out in spite of my fear was what let me, you know, grow as a person. And then being able to laugh at myself, I've kind of always been able to laugh at myself, but I am an attorney and I've had yeah. fairly responsible positions and, um, and that's not always okay. So being able to just say, I got nothing. I do not know what I'm doing in this situation, and it's okay. That is, That really helped me to grow as a person and then even professionally to say, I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the answers, but by making those human connections, um, I can get closer to an answer. Um, but let's just keep going, and that's always the thing. You can fall on your face, and you just keep going. And I think that is it, and I think that is the big thing too. I, I think you know, for yourself though, you weren't just by yourself. Uh, in chapter twenty-two of the book, you you take us into the experience of not only being there, but also uh, being there with 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 you know with children. You know, Alex being thirteen at the time, Annalise being uh, seven. What was that experience to have this shared life and these shared times of being able to figure it out? What was that experience like? Well, for me, the, my favorite memories of that, we visited over 50 cities in that year. So we went all over Europe with the kids. And my favorite memory is the sound of our rolling backpacks as over the cobblestones as we went off usually by train to another destination. And being able to watch my kids learn how to be comfortable in a totally different environment was really fun. Um, I said Annalise slung vowels like she grew up in, in Rome, right? And <laughs> listening to her learn how to do that. And then Alex, I took him to, um, because we lived in a high-rise, and we were isolated. His Their school was um, a bus ride away. We weren't close to any of their school friends. And so I took him to um, a music store, and he bought his first electric guitar. And... From there, they have both become incredible musicians, but the idea that they learned early on, this is how you get on a train. No, you don't step over the yellow line <laughs> because you could be hit by a train. Um, watching them literally experience the world um, was super fun for me as a parent because getting to share all those things, we spent, God, it was like, a solid eight hours in the Louvre, and Annalise was on her knees drawing uh, one of the statues, and and none of us wanted to leave. So they they learned like, wow, the world is a fascinating place, and there's always someplace else to go, and I love that for them. And they're amazing people, and they that was a challenge to move. They left their home country. They had to. They met all new friends, and the kids that they went to school with were from all over the world. Like, right. when they were studying Germany, 
they were studying Germany with kids from Germany. Um, Annalise's friends were the children of Ferrari engine designers, right? So that was super cool to see how they they learned to adjust to all of that. Wow. And, and I think, too, in the adjustment, them being able to see, to learn from the example even that you set. You, you're very honest in this book as well, uh, Andrea, telling us that, as you even referenced in this conversation, being an attorney, right, and, be, and uh, lawyers have been known for being analytical and detailed. And, you you know, when your kid would ask you, you know, why can't I do this, you would give this long this long answer long to, as to that, you know. So, but I, I think so. I, the reason why I'm bringing that up, one thing I wrote in my review on Amazon about the book is that it really is about a choice. You could choose to live in safety. You could choose to live without taking a chance. You could choose to not do because of, or you can choose to try. What do you think that even in the middle of uncertainty of not knowing this and that and the fear of getting things wrong, what is it that made you be willing to try? A friend just said, you are incredibly brave because we're actually about to live overseas again. We're going to live in Malta for the first six months of next year and then in Cambridge for the second. And some of it was I had my family with me. Um, We had that little cocoon, and I think it made us stronger as a family that we were all together. Um, But the thing is that if you don't try, where do you end up? Inside your head. And it's not that you have to go to Italy to experience that, but wow, like what do what am I afraid of and what should I try to do? And and in my career I've always thought that like the most terrifying thing was teaching. Now I teach and I'm really comfortable with that. Um so doing the thing that scares you and being able to laugh about yourself and that you do have that sense of exhilaration of, wow, I tried that and maybe I didn't do a great job of it. If I can laugh at myself because I didn't, that's great. But it's exhilarating to say, I'm going to challenge myself. And it's very easy, especially now we can just get, you don't just get locked in your head. You can just scroll down on your phone and that's your entire, that's what your world becomes. And that can be a very scary place. But, right. hey, I'm going to find, there's like maybe there's an art exhibit and I'm going to go check that out or I'm, all the different things that we could do to just get outside where we feel comfortable, there's definitely a payout, but you have to take that first step. Such a great point, and I think it's a great lesson for all of us. I want to say for those who are just tuning in on the radio side or online, you're listening to Conversations Live. We're excited to welcome Andrea Jafuso to our program. We're discussing her book, My Madonna, A Year of Fear, Laughter, and Exhilaration in Italy. We're going to remind you how you can get your own copy of the book, but also stay connected with uh, with Andrea as well. So, Andrea, the other thing is, and I mentioned this to you before we went live, is that if you know, I hate putting people in boxes, right? But I mean, there are people. This book is kind of being categorized, um, you know, it, you know, for its humor, uh, which is a, definitely a big part of the book. Humor writing is something that's very popular. Have you gotten used to the idea of what you've done? And I mean, not just in the trip, but now in chronicling the trip in the book. When you look at the book, is that something that has become like, wow, I've actually written a book? It is super fun when the 
there's all these different stages when the publisher says, I'm going to publish your book. When you first see, oh, my God, like that's all. Now I have to edit the book. And then you get a box full of books, and that was so exciting. The next step for me was I was just in Modena, and the tourist office there, which is only steps from the from the Duomo where Pavarotti sang in the choir. Oh, my God, they're selling my book. That is so incredibly exciting. And so um, being able to share it is absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah. What did your kids think when they saw the book? I didn't ask you that when we were on Amazon Live, but what, what was their thoughts? Um, my son read it, and, um, I, you know, I talk a lot about them. Like, I talk about yeah. their school. Um, and I haven't actually asked them, because to them that's just mom, and they have their own really super busy lives. So it's like, pat me on the head, great, that's great, mom. Um, whatever, um, they have their own, um, artistic achievements. My son is in three bands and he's done a record, several, um, albums. My daughter writes music. Um, they've both been recognized for their skills. And so it's just kind of fun that, oh, mom is doing that. And they're, and I love it that they're proud of me and I'm just as proud of them. So that's super fun. And a thing that I think is also fun, it's generational, because I think my father, who had, he loved Italy, um, to think that his daughter's book is um, on sale in, in Modena, I think he would be really proud of that. So it's all of those things. And you're also feeling like, okay, I'm leaving something. I'm leaving something for to be remembered by, and I hope it's a good thing. And the important thing to me is it's something that makes people laugh because that is really important to me. Last thing I want to ask you about more on a serious note, uh, Andrew, that I didn't talk to you about either when we were on Amazon Live together, and that is the other thing. We talked about, of course, facing fears. We've talked about being able to do things even though you're not sure about the outcome. But you're also a very candid about your own mortality. Uh, you, you talk about cancer in the book and, and your family, and the way you wrote about it is just really, I think, makes people really, really feel what you said about it, you know, hunting down um, individuals. You know, and I think there's so many people can can relate to that. What was that like for you to think about the opportunities in front of you, but also what you could do to honor them? Well, so the part in the book where I talk about cancer is that I participated in Bologna's Walk for the Cure and um, for breast cancer. And that's so, in the Bologna setting, it is so amazing because you're walking through these meandering streets. and um, But the whole point of it is to honor those people. I have friends who survived cancer, but my my family history of cancer is very tragic. So my grandmother, she survived for a year um, with colon cancer. My mother survived only 10 weeks after diagnosis, and I was actually pregnant with my son, Alex, um, delivered the eulogy at her funeral, 
And then my son was actually born in the same hospital I was because I came home to say goodbye to my mother. Mm. And my mother's journey was particularly harrowing because um, she, while I was pregnant with my son, she actually begged me to give her the morphine that would kill her. And, of course, I was unable to do that. So there was a lot around that. And then my cousin, who did not live to be 41, um, six weeks after she was diagnosed with ovarian cancer, she was gone. And so my, and for years I lived with, wow, what if I only had six weeks? What if I only had yeah. six weeks? So my cancer journey has been, you know, it's a it's a tough road, and I actually did get my DNA tested to find out, and I did not pass that cancer gene to my children. But through experiencing cancer, I think that's another way that humor comes to the fore. And I think people understand that, that when you're going through such a bleak time, there's actually a lot of really dark humor that comes out of it. And that's another way right. that we survive, that we, and then we carry on, right? And so in the name of my grandmother and my mother and and my cousin, I want I want to leave something behind that, matters as much as my relationships to them. Yeah. You, as you were um, sharing about your being on this program, Andrea, you had made a joke about uh, about having the face for radio, and, and one of your friends <laughs> came back and said, you know, you have a face uh, for many books. So I have to ask uh, you, um, have you already started thinking about the next one? Well, we I, we already have another book. I wrote a children's book, which is being il- illustrated by an incredible illustrator, Lindy Olson, who will bring that that book to light. And I hope that it helps parents and kids um, with the craziness of the holidays. So that's already underway, and um, that should be published next year because um, it takes a long time to to make those incredible illustrations. And I'm thinking that being in Malta and being in Cambridge will will trigger more writing just because it's what I do. It's how I – and I love to share that. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to writing more books. All right. Well, that gives us something to look forward to. Again, everyone, Angela Gelfuso has been our Andrea Gelfuso has been our guest. Uh, we've been talking with her not only about her book, but also her life, her journey, and the lessons that she's been able to share with all of us. Let our audience know, uh, Angela. How, I can't even want to call you Angela now, uh, Andrea. My cousin <laughs> called me Angela for my entire life. So, um, your family now. Cyrus. Um. <laughs> Andrea, let our audience know how they can stay connected with you. Um, I do have an author's page on Amazon, and I'm working on a, a separate website. But I will just give you my, you know, if you want to stay in touch, contact me, um, Andrea Gelfuso6 at gmail.com, because I would love to hear how um, people feel about the book. I would love to talk to you guys. I'd love to talk to you um, about the book. I'm also on Facebook at Andrea Gelfuso. So um, please connect. I'd love to hear your stories and how you overcame things because those connections actually make us feel better about taking that next big scary step. Yeah, totally agree with that. Andrea, thank you so much for the time. I really do appreciate it. Always a pleasure speaking with you and looking forward to our next chat together. 
I look forward to that too, Cyrus, and thank you so much. You're more than welcome. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. So let's go make today amazing. Take care. <music>